All right, welcome to more bonus First Strike content. Of course, we've got my man from the A-team, Mr. Jonathan Medina. How's it going, John? Uh, it's, it's been a little while, but uh, I, I'm excited yeah. to, talk, to have a quick conversation with you. Yeah, it's been super busy, <laughs> as you can imagine. Uh, you know, pioneer drops like a, like a freaking, like a wrecking ball. <laughs> and... Uh, and changed a lot, a lot of things, man. So, you know, I got the news pretty late. Um, I woke up at a little bit past noon one day. Uh, when was it? When did it drop? It was Tuesday, right? Or Monday? Monday, Monday, yeah. Drop Monday. So on Monday, I woke up like a little bit past noon, and I start. First thing I do is check my phone, and I start reading social media. And oh man, like I'm like stuff is happening. I gotta fix my TCG player store. I gotta like, you know, <laughs> it was like. Uh, just like a mad dash you know once i found out about the new format i didn't even know what it was i was running downstairs to grab my laptop and you know uh very exciting stuff for sure i i woke up late on the monday and people were were paying me like huge announcement bro and stuff like that and i'm like okay it's probably just the banning right that everyone was expecting i wasn't right. expecting this crazy thing and then you know there were way more excitement than I expected, and then I realized it was it was Pioneer getting everyone riled up, and even today, even uh, on Tuesday, we're getting people that are, oh man, I can't stop. You know, I, I should be testing for standard, but I can't stop brewing Pioneer. There's all the possibilities. I love it. So exciting, exciting to see that. Um, and I mean, I, I was, <laughs> and this and this is the time when there's this announcement. There's like huge financial implications. And I'm not here to talk too much FTG finance as I learned <laughs> now that most people, at least most of my fans or listeners don't, don't really enjoy that. And, and I could see why it doesn't really appeal to them to, um, you know, I, I think it's pretty niche and cause when I think about it, go but, ahead. But like, let me, let me push back a little bit there. Oh no. I think, <laughs> I think that people don't like. Uh, like the MTG finance cabal kind right. of style, you know, the secret, you know, conversations that happen in discord pay only discord channels and, you know, these people buying, you know, massive amounts of cards and, and kind of like flexing on everybody by look at what I bought, you know, I think people don't like that, but like, right. MTG finance is like part of, of magic. It's just something we all do who play anybody who plays magic partakes in mtg finance right because um unless you're like just borrowing all your decks or you know you have a you're sponsored by a t by a store that provides you the decks when you have to facilitate your own collection there's decisions you have to make about cards you're going to sell um and stuff you're going to keep and, and just management of that right because nobody can infinitely well not nobody but the majority of players cannot just infinitely buy right there's always a prioritization Right, right. I think I think you hit it on the nail. I think you, you there, there's a specific because I, I told you in private. I I can't relate to people hating on all the finance thing because I'm like, yeah, whatever. <laughs> I get I just ignore it. But but you're right as to um, the, the specific thing that a lot of people don't like about MTG finance. But I, I just wanted to quickly mention, like, because of Pioneer, there was huge financial implications. Um, things were flying off the shelf at face face games, of course, and. The, the specific yeah. singles, people were just attacking that. And I, I expect that to be the case um, across the board, uh, across all different stores, just just their inventory just flying off. And, and I, guess, I guess, you know, for the most part, that's a good thing. And, and now they've adjusted prices. 
but uh, I think finance does is important for for some players where, when it comes to this format. John, I wanted to get your opinion because it's yeah. early format and because they've said that they will likely ban other cards. A hundred percent, they're going to ban cards. Sure, as, it's as, a, happen, yeah. as a consumer, like how, how are they supposed to feel to, to buy all these cards that might, in short order, be useless? Well, I think one way you have to look at, for, to answer that question, right? There's a lot of stuff you kind of brushed over that I think right. we should circle back to. Sure. But like, to answer that question specifically, I think we do this all the time, right? Like, um, just because something doesn't get banned doesn't mean that something doesn't lose value. This happens when meta shift right? When one deck is hot and then it becomes not hot, right? When that happens, you lose value. It's kind of like sometimes like that stuff's banned, right? Also, it happens at rotation, right? So like you're playing a deck, maybe you have a PTQ, you have to buy some expensive like card, like let's say at the end of the season when you you have to buy, uh, you know, five mana Teferis, but they're going to rotate, you know? That kind of thing always happens and you're going to lose value. So I think we have to stop looking at it like uh, it's funny because you say, you know, players don't like MTG finance, but this is a conundrum that everybody faces. It's really a magic finance conundrum, right? It's like, and I think really the problem is, is that everyone is too magic finance focused. They're just like, well, how do I get the most value? You know, how to... it's like, dude, look, if you're going to play the game, buy the cards, okay? Buy the cards, play the game, enjoy it. Uh, do not expect that you're going to hold value in that i think what one of the biggest disservices that mtg finance has done for magic in general is make it so that everybody's thinking about these values way too much and it's kind of like a it's kind of like cannibalistic in a way because the wizards has gotten used to that you know they the system is designed in such a way that you have to continually buy in right you have to continually spend money and so you know finance has become a big focus and value has become a big focus but i feel like that takes away from the joy of the game and i think that if you're excited about uh pioneer i was going to call it frontier but if you're excited about <laughs> pioneer you should build the deck you want to build and don't worry about what's going to happen to the values understand that things might get hosed um if you want to be super careful, then buy cards that are also played in other formats that are not banned, right? Don't don't go in on on don't spend the big money on cards that are only in Pioneer that might get banned, right? So like Aetherflux uh, Marvel is a good example. I don't think that card's going to get banned because there's a whole new format. You know, we have Pithing Needle, we have Teferi, you know, <laughs> which just kind of turns that off, but um. You know, like that's a good example of something that's only good in Pioneer, right? So, like, let's say you go and spend the money on on those. Well, if it gets banned, now it's not good anywhere else. It's right. not good in Commander. It's not good in in Modern. It's not good in Legacy. Where like Oko is like good in Standard, good in Modern, good in Legacy, good in Vintage. If you buy Oko's and they ban it, well, you you know you're not going to lose that much value. Does that make sense? That does make sense. Okay, let, let let's get to. Your... Thoughtseize is another one. Sorry, right. Thoughtseize is another example of something that's really great, going to be probably really great in one of the big staples in Pioneer, but also good in all of these other formats, you know? So kind of like protects you from a, a banning, right? Right, right. I wanted to get to your personal, uh, perhaps player 
uh, excitement for, for, for Pioneer because last, like, I, I guess you've been busy with, with going to events, um, buying, selling because it's, I feel like it's been a while where like the last time I saw you really passionate, but, and you were, is not only listening to my other show, but also building blue black mill in standard. <laughs> I'm just watching you, um, being super excited to like tweak, improve the deck, iterate over iterate. Uh, so, so where, where's the, does playing have and streaming have a space in, in your every day routine at this point? So at this point, it's mainly buying and selling and helping others do that. So, mm-hmm. you know, I partner with one of our LGSs out here. So like, a good example is when the when the pioneer news hit i went and mapped the whole format out in their back end you know what i mean tagging all the cards that would likely be played in the format raising all the prices so that we can have stock for the local players stuff like that you know um this is the kind of stuff i'm doing on the day-to-day um you know getting people onboarded onto tcg player pro um you know buying and selling for myself or my little tcg store and my little uh you know twitter sales and stuff like that uh, which is kind of a side gig but mainly uh i'm focused on that stuff but there are some times where like a combination of cards or a card itself will kind of like capture my attention so the blue black mill stuff i thought like the meta was slow enough that hey blue black mill might actually be good um what ended up happening is i found that reanimator deck which i was playing like all the time right so like when i find a deck like that or a format i will jump right in because it's like oh man especially on arena where you can play that deck and iterate and iterate um the the blue black reanimator deck or the at the time it was like four color reanimator and then i made it blue black when scape shift came out so that i could feel the ruin all of that stuff is like super exciting to me so when something like that catches my attention i jump all the way in and i, I love playing magic it's a lot of fun you know, right now I'm really excited about my commander battle box. I built that from scratch. I've been iterating on that over the last two years and it's finally gotten to the place where the battle box is something that everyone enjoys playing, even people who don't like commander. And so that's like a testament to all the work and I'm really excited about that. So when it comes to Pioneer, I'm also excited, but I'm kind of, I'm excited about the new format. New formats to me, I'm just like, I love them. I love brewing. I, I hate it. It's really a sad day when the format's totally figured out, right? Right. So, like, um, you know, a professor put, oh, I'm so excited for the MTGO queues tomorrow. And I am, too. I <laughs> want to see these deck lists. Like, what's going to rise to the top? What's going to 5-0? But it's going to be a real bummer if we just see, like, <laughs> infinite Sahili decks, you know? Or yeah. Infinite- you know, it's just gonna be like, oh, like buzzkill, man. Like we, you know, we thought we had something, but it's just clear that this deck is. And when you see the deck, you'll know, oh, this deck is broken. You know, this is not gonna go bode well. So th- there's a couple of things that are kind of adding that, like the 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 worry that that might happen, kind of like tempers my excitement, and also the arena shenanigans that has happened with historic and. You know, like, I was excited about Arena. I was dumping a lot of money into it, and I was like, yeah, you know, these cards are going to eventually be realized and useful in some capacity, right? Right. And so I could see myself playing, like, some Singleton. I could see myself playing whatever the format, non, non-rotating non format, which ended up being historic. Like, I'm excited about that stuff, but then they come out and they're like, oh, you know, Pioneer, and it's not going to be on Arena. So, like, I'm kind of feeling like, ugh, like I, I wanted to do stuff on arena and now it's just going to be like a standard, like 
pretty much just standard, you know, which I'm not that excited about, you know, especially with the with the Golo shenanigans that was going on for a while there. So, anyways, I'll take a break here. I've been talking a lot. No, no, I love it. That's not. I think. I think uh, I I pride myself with that just because I I watch uh, I do watch a sports debate show, and I think one of the annoying parts is when the moderator interrupts too much and doesn't let like the star of the of the show or interview talk, and then. I'm letting you breathe. I think you're I'm, the star. I'm of the letting show. you that's, breathe. That's the thing, though. You know, the silent assassin. You know? Um, I think okay, this is what I, I. This is the the other topic. Like, wanted to talk to you about Pioneer, and this is the the other topic I want to talk to you about. Uh, the second part, which is uh, because you are a game designer and and you think about these things, and our dear friend Jesse Smithy, Jesse Smith, also complained a lot about this. This is like one of his biggest rants that he's frustrated that. Pioneer is only on MTGO, right? And 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 yeah. So I'm there's a, a multitude of questions that that I want to attack you with, and I don't want to do what I usually do, which is like touch on like five different points for you to answer. But it's going to be tough. <laughs> I'll start with an e- okay. I'll, I'll I'll come back to this. So one thing is, I wonder if do you think MTG will will ever, as we know it, will ever be ported to mobile it's a curious question to have i don't think they don't seem to be moving in that direction right they've had a lot of opportunity to do that uh from the beginning of arena uh they could have been sowing those uh mobile oats right and they could have been using the momentum of arena to capitalize because momentum in business is an interesting thing right as the momentum picks up you kind of want to ride that and you want to put any like project that you want to succeed on that momentum, right? You want it to, uh, to effortless, effortlessly flow. And I feel like they have not done that. So they haven't really capitalized on the momentum there. They're doing something different. I think what they're doing with arena is they're trying to establish their, their brand as an esports brand. Right. And so like, instead of going, instead of trying to get their, their product on different platforms, really they only needed it on the PC to really establish the esports brand to get it in on people's Twitch channels and stuff like that. So I think the focus was that, and I don't think they're going to move to mobile. It doesn't, from everything they've indicated, it does not seem that way. Also, they're not putting a lot of things on arena, which, um, you know, they, you would think like the plan would be, okay, get a bunch of stuff on arena and then port it to mobile. Right. Uh, or like, because if it's going to port, you're going to want to port the work you're doing. But when you're building formats that are outside of Arena, that's not going to port to a, like a mobile situation, you know, even if you do port Arena. And then there was that other thing that they said, like, they're coming out with another program that's not Arena, but that is like, it uses the magic IP on mobile, right? So like, they, they did this with like Puzzle Quest was an example. Um, so I think they want to do mobile apps, but they don't want to do classic magic on the mobile app so i think we'll see some kind of um use of the ip or maybe like um, watered down uh versions of magic on mobile apps but i don't ever think we'll see like from the indications they've been giving i don't think they're moving toward arena on mobile or or mtgo on mobile um yeah i don't i don't know if you have an opinion on this like they they I was thinking about this because Riot Games ha- had just announced that they would bring League of Legends to the mobile platform, but 
it would be a mobile uh, experience. So the controls would be simplified so it's easier to play on mobile. And they said like people who play on mobile are, are looking for a more casual experience. They're not looking to sit down and, and battle out for 30 to 45 right. minutes. They're here for like that quick Hearthstone type length of yeah. game. And so the question is like, is that what they might also be thinking that like magic as we know it, like the arena version, it just doesn't translate well to the mobile experience. So, so they have to do it differently. Right. I think that that's a possibility of what they have to be thinking about mobile, right? Because the world is moving that way, you know, like a lot of stuff, first of all, you know, tablets are getting more powerful. Um, the, the tablet OSs are getting more sophisticated and people are using like when you, whenever you build a website, so like this is part of the stuff I do on the, the side side, right? Is doing like website design and marketing and stuff like that. And one of the things that's just not an option anymore is to not have a mobile friendly web website, right? Because like like something like something crazy like eighty percent of website visits are from a mobile device, from a phone, from a pad, you know. And so people are living on these devices, on their phones and on their their pads. And I think you have to be thinking, how do we get our IP? How do we get our, our some kind of product into that space, right? Because, you know, that's where things are moving. So they, they have to be thinking that. I don't know if magic is too complex. Like you said, you know, do people want to be grinding out, you know, 45 minute, you know, Golo smears on <laughs> their phone? Probably not, right? Um, and so maybe they have to do some kind of watering down, some kind of Hearthstone-esque, um, thing you know but that's not what arena is right right and so so like i guess does that opinion make sense or should we dig deeper into their their philosophy like the, like the big dig um <laughs> <laughs> the big dig oh man i gotta finish that i i, I the the website thing reminds me of of my own frustration that that's a reality that i've had to uh, in some instances design certain websites like basically two different websites with right. the same content um like this has to look this image has to look different totally on mobile because it's just like it, right. it's just going over the screen so having to learn that was uh was a little frustration because now i have on some sites I have code that's specifically for mobile yeah yeah and there's there's a uh, reactive code or you know code that you can do that you know it looks this way on a thing but then it it it, it, it makes it go smaller for mobile or you know it's um you know, elastic, you know, you can move it up and down and, and switch it and stuff like that. And then there's some, some stuff that you just said a whole mobile framework, right? Right. That just re, you know, with the CSS and stuff, yeah. you know, but I'm sure nobody cares about that. <laughs> <laughs> the, the programming nerds, they love it. Um, they're like, yeah, come on more. <laughs> more. <laughs> or they're like, this guy doesn't know what he's talking about. Yeah. It's just, you just have to do this. Um, so I, I, I guess I, I just have a fun time just speculating with you what they're thinking and, and um, with, with Arena being pushed at the eSports, like I don't, I think the thing is I feel like as someone, it did confuse me. It did confuse me for a long time why they, they, they were going to hold two of these products at the same time, Magic Online and Magic Arena. But I also think now, now that I think about it, I, I don't think they plan to port what we know as magic to the mobile, like as it is, I can expect, I can, a watered down version, yes. And I could never see them bring in the old cards from, 
from from Pioneer from Modern into the right. Magic Arena client. I just don't feel they that's what it's intended to do. That it's intended to be um, to to bring all these different things that might be great on stream. So my argument uh, that I made on, on First Strike was other games or sports. There's this visual. There's this obvious visual thing that happens that make you go oh my god like a crazy one-handed catch even if you don't know the sport right or, or a giant slam dunk but in magic yeah. we don't have that we have these like crazy lightning helix top decks that we that know what's going on react to and instead mtg arena tries to do that by having mm -hmm. these over-the-top animations these cool effects so that visually it looks like something crazy is happening when a giant dragon like comes on the field breathes fire in the air boom <laughs> yeah it's kind of like what uh what alex was saying alex hayne on uh table for two podcast one of my favorite <laughs> podcasts by the way probably my favorite podcast to listen to um like what he was saying about like the appreciation for what's happening in the mind of a magic player especially at the high level is really not there right it's hard to first of all it's hard for commentators to really see if they're not at that level that's the first thing and the second thing it's like people are not really getting the subtleties or the nuances of the plays that are happening right but there's a lot happening and it's really enjoyable for someone who is like at the high level to watch that but as a regular spectator it's really difficult to get excited about some of that stuff you have to be super enfranchised and sometimes even like really good to understand and be excited about what's happening on the screen so i think yeah, Arena does kind of bridge that gap by having these crazy animations. And you see these kind of like, <laughs> some of the cards they're building are, you know, very splashy, like, you know, you know, just flavor text, uh, not flavor text, but rules text all over the card, right? Just a million things. What's the, the green creature? Oh man, I have one on my desk here. What is it? Uh, I don't know what it is. I don't even, oh, here it is. Questing, yeah. questing beast, you beast. know? It's a beast. Yeah, this thing is like, it's got all this different stuff and it's very splashy and, you know, oh, I'm going to attack you and hurt your planeswalker too. It's, I don't know. So I think a lot of that design is kind of feels very uh, heavy handed and splashy in that effect. You know, it's no longer a game of inches, you know, it's swingy and, uh, you know, exciting in some, in some ways, right? Um, one of the, like one of the questions in chat was uh, a while ago. Why did it take them so long to make something like Arena? Like I, I have no idea. Maybe we don't. Well, I don't. I don't know the resources that they planned. Like what? You know, I, I have no idea. So was it um, aligned with the CEO change? Right? Because didn't we get this uh, CEO that was from like Microsoft or something like that? Uh, I don't know where he's from. The, I think his name is Chris Combs or something like that. Um, but basically, I thought that that CEO came in and he brought with him the digital, the Magic Digital Next, right? That was his his plan or his his rollout. And Magic Digital Next is basically a suite of uh, products that Magic is going to put into the digital marketplace. One of them being Arena, the other one being this weird, I don't know, mobile game that <laughs> I don't know what happened to it. We never heard any more about it, but, you know, I thought that that was that that was his initiative so uh i think it was just old blood was happy with mtgo and was not looking to like move things forward but this new ceo was and i think as far as mtgo goes it's silly to kill it because it's still a source of income you know it's why would you disable that 
you know there's money coming in and and what 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 like you just do a math problem right how much money does it take to maintain this how much money are we making i think when those two things the delta gets smaller and smaller then we might see mtgo go away because it's like taking this much money to maintain it and we're not getting that much out of it but as long as the amount they're getting out of it is way more than it takes to maintain it it's silly to shut it down why would you ever do that they were very careful not to threaten that right because the income source yeah, yeah. so just just to fact check so chris cox is the current president ceo of wizard of the coast as of april 11 2016 he replaced greg leeds um okay so chris chris cox i called him chris Combs. sorry chris if you're watching <laughs> non-zero chance that he listens non-zero chance or someone yeah, um and, uh, yeah so so he i think brought if you look up like magic digital next um he brought that i believe let me look that up i got a computer i can look at that <laughs> digital next what a name uh let's see yeah digital next update this is an ad i hate clicking on the um i hate clicking on the ads because the company has to pay for that but whatever i couldn't find it elsewhere <laughs> yeah this is in 2017 magical digital next update yeah so if you look into this you'll see like all the the trails about this magic digital act digital next and arena's part of that yeah i don't know where to put that link but if you look it up on google you can find them magic digital next stuff i don't expect it but it would be crazy though like a year i don't know how long it would take to, to code all the cards but if like a year or two like pioneer now now an arena i think people would just flip out or oh, something. i think that would be really great like i think especially if you could play it more than one day out of the week you know that would be awesome too so you know even if you could play historic regularly you know like just like it's i don't want to be a negative nancy and like all this has been covered on twitter already everybody <laughs> believes that it's a silly thing to put brawl and historic one one day out of the week it just it's silly and i don't want to beat a dead horse here but you know come on guys like you know like i don't know let's move on you know but yeah it would be cool it would be cool if they put that on there but i don't think we should get too excited because we also don't know what this format's going to be like, you know, right. um, maybe it's miserable, you know, it's exciting right now, but like maybe it just turns out to be awful and you just don't want to play it. Then we don't really care if it goes on arena or not. Right. Like right. leave it, just, just let it, you know, like, fr it frontiers not an arena. I don't think anybody cares about that. So no, no. Cause it's, it died. It, <laughs> yeah. it was not, you know, it's not interesting. Tiny leaders is not on arena, you know, uh, you know, so like, I think maybe we won't care. So I'm trying to reserve my judgment, uh, you know, and just let myself be excited because I think with so much cynicism in the world, like we don't let ourselves enjoy things or be excited about things. I think we should just be excited. Let's, let's play some cards and have some fun. And, you know, Hey, if things don't work out, it doesn't work out, you know, like, okay, the format was terrible. Well, we thought it was gonna be cool. <laughs> you, know? <laughs> you know, it's like sometimes when you're going to a restaurant and you're like, this is going to be awesome. And then you eat and sometimes it's just terrible. And you're like, oh, that was pretty bad. But you still live, you know, you get to eat another meal sometime. <laughs> and maybe that meal's awesome, you know? I, I do understand the frustration of, of someone like, I mean, you even mentioned this uh, on this episode. 
uh, where Jesse's like, I poured like hundreds of dollars, if not perhaps, perhaps even thousands at this point into arena. And then like a huge thing happens and it's not coming to arena. So, so I can understand that. Like it's going to the classic magic online, not something you, that it's, you poured. It's a in. fair frustration that he's feeling. Yeah. But like, let's be honest though he really enjoyed the time he was playing like look at him when every time a new set comes out he's like <laughs> playing arena like 24 7 because yeah. and so it's not like he didn't get his enjoyment out of it you know what i mean right right it just feels bad that we don't get the shiny toy on arena especially those of us who like for me i don't keep a standard collection because a lot of that stuff people need those cards so like i'm either selling them or putting them to one of my partners or whatever I'm just not keeping it, you know? And so like the only way I can even play standard is arena, right? Because like, I'm not going to have Okos. I have Okos right now, but I'm going to sell them tomorrow. You know, <laughs> like I'm not going to keep them. And so like, if I want to play standard, I have to play on arena and I enjoy that. I enjoy that. I have a digital collection uh, of cards that I can play with it. I wish that, you know, we could do the same thing for um, uh, pioneer. I was going to say frontier again. But, um, but like, this is another example. Uh, this is kind of where the magic finance thing kind of uh, comes back in, right? Because one of the cool things about Arena is that all, the, all it takes to get the cards you need are wild cards, right? right? And everything is cost the same, you know? So you don't have to worry about, oh, man, am I going to, uh, should I spend $100 on this playset, right? Should I spend, you know, 60 That's real money, right? But, like, if you get it on arena and it gets banned, then you're just going to get wild cards back. And like, it just feels so much better. And that's one of the things I really loved about Hearthstone is that, you know, a new legendary comes out and it's really good in rogue or something. You don't have to worry about, Oh no, that's going to be like $75, you know, hundred <laughs> dust like everything else. And the same thing with the, with, you know, Oh no, I need to play set of Ocos. Well, they're four wild cards, you know, <laughs> cool. Like it doesn't, matter it's not you're not gonna spend two hundred dollars on a playset you know and so i think that's one thing that people get excited about arena and then you have a new format and already the cost is going up and it feels bad because man if this was on arena who cares right 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 but but like for people who are worried about the cost of this thing there's a couple things to remember number one things are going to come back down because a lot of the stuff that people think is good might not be good and then that stuff's going to retrace, you know, it's not going to go fully back to where it was, but you're going to get more reasonable prices. And the other thing is with wizards doing like four GPs of this, you can expect some kind of special set, you know, whether it's- Oh no, I was, I, I was going to ask you, are they going to come out with pioneer masters for I forget at some point? Well, they're doing this mystery thing. Remember <laughs> that mystery right. uh, at Richmond or yeah, whatever. Yeah. Well, what if that is something to do with pioneer? <laughs> You know, what if that's Pioneer cards? Or, you know, what if they're going to come out with, like, pre-con decks for Pioneer and have a bunch of the staples in them? Or Holy crap, know, that'd be a sick product, actually. Right? Yeah, so because to get people into it and, you know, this kind of stuff. So I think there there's going to be reprints. There's going to be products coming. Wizards is not going to go so hard at this format and then not cash in, right? Because, like, Wizards sells the sealed product. You have to remember that. So, like there's going to be sealed product to support this format and it's going to crush values of a bunch of these cards so like what i would say to people who are looking at uh at this format and being a little bit 
uh, worried about the price is, you know, proxy up decks, use your, you know, your, your online MTGO rental services, you know, to, to get in there and play the format if you want to try it out. So use proxies, use rental services. And then um, as things shake out and maybe we see the sealed product, whatever it's going to be, then start to like get committed to a deck. And it makes sense to do that anyways, because you really don't know what deck you're going to play or what deck you're going to like. I, I deal with this all the time where people see a modern deck that they're like, oh, damn, I'm going to build it. I can't wait. Like in their mind, it's the most amazing thing. And they think it's, they think they're just going to crush the tournament. And then after one weekly at the local game store, they're already like texting me like, Hey, what are you going to give me on all these cards? Cause it didn't go well. They went 0 and 3 and they hate the deck, you know? And so I would say, don't get committed just yet. You know, there's a lot of stuff that's going to change actually roll with those punches, you know, cause some people can just buy that stuff and be like, yeah, whatever. You know, I don't care. You know, uh, not everyone can do that, but some people can. I got, I got one last, one last question, and then we'll talk about other stuff another time. Uh, which is, um, you you talked about like, Watsi's in 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 the business of selling these sealed products, and and you had mentioned um, about MTGO, Magic Arena, these different things that that make them profit, and they're going to keep around. As long as possible there's some people that always speculate at some point paper magic will die but like because watsi's motivated to keep that going right or yeah, not as long as it's as long as it's um financially viable for them to keep it going um yeah so i have a lot of thoughts on this will magic die okay idea and what, what i think is that first of all as long as the, the product is financially viable, it makes sense, right? right? So they already have a distribution model in place. They're not reinventing the wheel on anything. Um, and so the only thing I can see becoming an issue is A, you know, Magic's popularity just like declines so much that they're not selling enough sealed product to justify the printing, right? right. Even when they pull back to the minimum printing, because the more you print, the, the, the better deal you get, right? And so like, if you start to pull back, those start to become more expensive print runs. And then, you know, if the money you're getting in exchange for the expensive print runs is not working, um, a couple of different things can also like paper can go up, you know? Uh, and then like that could make it more expensive and hard to justify, or there could be new uh, trade rules between like, if they're getting stuff printed in China, there could be trade issues or, you know, uh, tax things that change. Right, that make right, right less financially viable to create the paper product. I think those are really the things that you have to worry about, okay, um, is, is first of all, a very, very steep decline in, uh, you know, magic interest, which makes sealed, sealed product not sell well, or these kind of like outside measures of, you know, taxes, um, you know, paper going up, uh, other things, trade rules, or, you know, uh, international things that will affect model that they have those are the things that endanger paper magic right but what i think in the end is that a format like commander will outlive magic so i think yeah if they stop printing magic cards tomorrow people will not stop playing commander and so like i think what will happen is a lot of the format staples uh will probably uh drop like because 
it'll depend on who's still holding formats, who's still holding tournaments, right? Will Star City continue to hold their tournaments? It's in their best interest probably to do that, even if Magic stops making sets, right? Because they have product to move, right? Um, but there becomes this question, like this game of chicken, you know? <laughs> like, am I going to hold my collection until Star City stops holding these tournaments, you know? <laughs> Which one's going to happen first? Is Star City going to pull out first, or am I going to hold, you know? Like, am I going to keep buying this stuff, or is it going to go down the tubes? But I think something like Commander, where people just play with their friends casually, like, I know that if they stop printing sets, I would still play Commander with my friends, you know? I'd have to find a new job, probably. But, uh, <laughs> you know, I could still see getting together and playing Commander, you know, with the old sets. Because there's so many things we haven't tried to, you know, so many cards that would be more affordable at that point to uh, to buy, you know, for people who never had a, you know, power artifact or, you know, other stuff. And, you know, there's still a collectability. There's a collectible market. That's why a lot of these... Um, old school cards hold value you know something like a a beta soul ring you know that's hundreds of dollars you know but you can buy a soul ring for four dollars you know so why is the beta soul ring hundreds well it's a collectible you know it's a collectible market that's why and so even if they stop printing sets tomorrow you know uh, there's going to be the collector's market and there's going to be the commander uh, market and there's going to be the tournament market whoever's still holding tournaments you know and so it's hard to say magic will really truly die, you know, and I'm not, I'm not sure. I'm not sure if, you know, if, if they stop printing sets, I don't know if paper magic dies. Right. I, yeah, I agree with you. And a lot of people, now I, I keep, cause I, I don't break down the numbers that we have. Obviously that's, that's outside of my scope or, or range of responsibilities. So I just, I just always hear that the, the bulk of the sales in magic are, from the commander, the casual uh, crowd. So that that's like the more important, like it doesn't matter if competitive magic shifts, well, it will have some effect, but it's not as important as um, uh, like yeah. the, the strong, the strength of the paper magic uh, economy, if you will, is, is this like the commander, the casual crowd. People are really starting to understand that. Wizards is finally starting to understand that. But this was has been the case since you know, since I as long as I've been in the business of selling, buying and selling, you know, it's been over ten years now that I've been doing this, and this has been the case since the very beginning. You know, people buying like four um, what is it, mana vaults from me. It's like, why do you buy four mana vaults? You know, like you could only play one in vintage. You know, <laughs> oh, I have a deck with four mana vaults and four fireballs. You know, uh, I could do a lot of damage with that. It's just like. Oh, <laughs> like people just play casual decks, you know? And like, <laughs> we tap their mana vault for three mana in the fair way, you know? And like, they just like having like three of them on the field and tapping for nine, you know? It's like, um, and so like the, the casual crowd has always been there, you know? And I think Commander has given them something to gather around. Um, but even before Commander, people played Magic casually, just with no, no format. You know, they played with the cards they had and they bought, you know, cards to make those cards better or those decks better and that was the big they used to be called the invisibles you know in the in the marketing uh term or the way that wizards looked at capturing that market share they called them the invisibles because you would never see them like at game stores or <laughs> well i never heard about this this is hilarious oh you never heard about it yeah the it's invisibles. A, yeah it's a marketing term that wizards used to use to 
to talk about these people who, you know, that they really held a lot of the market share, but they never, they would come to pre-releases and they would come to stores to buy the sealed product. But after that, they would, um, they would disappear, you know, like, like a ninja, you know? And I think that's part of why they, they moved, that's why they did this deal with Amazon, right? Because where did the invisible shop think about it? Like in an ecosystem that is not tainted by Twitter and by, you know, Star City Games and all these other people who, um, really have put together this kind of like, not, not, I'm not saying negatively, but like there's this community, the magic community, right? That's all around this digital stratosphere. But think about the people who are not in that community. Who, where do they get their information from? You know, they get it from YouTube. And this is why these YouTubers has raised, rose to like prominence, right? Is because all these invisibles are watching their content because YouTube is a general market thing. It's not like Star City Games or it's not like, it's not, insular it's a general market thing so that's why youtubers mm. have caught such a such steam right because out there in the general market where just a casual where the invisibles live and amazon is like that amazon is where the invisibles live right and so that's why wizards wanted to make this deal in my opinion is because they want to capture that market share from those people who are out there who are not in the insular community that we have and it's sometimes hard to see past that and be like oh, the magic community is all these people and these pros. It's not. It's like, this is a small portion of it. And it's like really loud and devoted and really like making content and doing all that stuff. It's great for sure. But it's not the main, the main thing. The main thing are these people who you don't see. You know, we have like at the one of the, game, the local game stores I partner with, we have like 100 people pre-releases, you know, where like you have to almost turn people away. And then Friday Night Magic rolls around, where are these people? <laughs> They're not there, you know? <laughs> They're at home, you know, with their friends playing casual magic with four, you know, mana vaults in their deck, you know? Like, you know, well, one, because they're probably playing Commander now. But, but yeah, that's, you know, that's, I don't know where that, where that all came from, but it's interesting, <laughs> right? Uh, it is interesting. Uh, we'll finish with this. Like, in, in five years, do you, where's, MTGO, Magic Arena, Paper Magic. I, I guess we both think they're they're gonna exist and 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 be about where they are now. I think like uh, no, I don't think so. I they, they're gonna have to they're gonna have to they're gonna have to break on the arena thing. In five years, we're not gonna put up with that, man. Oh, you're <laughs> you and Smitty. <laughs> you know, we're not gonna take it, wizards. You know. No, but what I'm saying is like it's gonna get it's gonna become an old story. I think I think that Wizards has shown that they will um, they will bend to the community, right? The, right, that's true. Right, right, and they've already shown weakness in that in that regard. And so the community is gonna make enough noise, especially if something like maybe it's not maybe it's not Pioneer. We don't know because like if Pioneer is beloved, there should be a lot of pressure to put it on Arena, right? If it's not beloved, there's not going to be really any pressure. But something's going to come that they're going to want on Arena, I think. And so, like, either Arena's not going to exist in five years, or it's going to be different than it is now, in my opinion. Because there's a lot of pressure for it to be more than it is, right? Right. And either they're going to yield to that pressure, or they're going to suffer uh, financial losses because of it. You know, and, and there's a lot of people trying to, you know, get that market share and magic is sharing that market share with 
these other IPs, right? With these other businesses. So like like you said, League of Legends, right? They just released a new card game. What's it right. called? Legends of Runeterra. Yeah, Legends of Runeterra. And like people are interested in that because they play League or they, they're part of that you know, sphere. You can easily be talked into playing this game over, um, you know, over Arena. You yeah. Know? I just find like the, the huge challenge um it's just that yeah these these games runeterra and, and and other digital games they 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 can just focus on being the best digital game or esport whereas magic has to juggle with having like a version that's good for esports and then like a version that's good for whatever uh that's and then the paper magic consideration uh it's it's like i i keep saying i wish i was a, a fly on the wall in their like strategic in their strategy meetings because how do they juggle with all these different directions that they they have to appeal they have to make it um i don't like i don't even know i wish i knew like how happy are they with the current product in terms of how it's being um received in the esports sphere so right i think it's a in the end it has to be about money right you have to follow the money and we have to understand like what do they gain from the esports sphere and like these commercials that they do that are high budget well-produced commercials what is their what are they trying to accomplish with that you know we have to put the picture together from that angle and i think some people like okay when we look at something i think i feel like we sometimes look at things too simplistically in the sense that is it the best or is it the worst you know like there's two there's an on and off switch you know either you know runeterra is either better than magic or not better you know <laughs> like but it's not like that. Everything is is nuanced, right? And with, with these new companies, not new com not there's a new company, but these new products that pull attention away from Arena, there's this attrition rate, right? And this agitation in the market. And that costs Wizards money, you know? And so we have to ask about whether it's better or not better. It doesn't really matter, right? Because what matters is that agitation. It, what matters is the is the attrition uh, and, and what matters is the choice. And if Wizards is losing opportunity and losing money because they haven't positioned themselves well against these other products, then that's something that needs to be addressed, you know? And, and I don't know if like putting Pioneer on, you know, Arena is the way to address that, but it definitely is something that captures this momentum of the player base, right? It also, like, if you promise Pioneer in two years, right, if you say, look, guys, we can't, um, or look, everyone, um, we can't put this on the, on the arena right away, but our plan is to implement it over the next two years. Well, I think everyone is still going to be dumping money into arena then, like, with, with, no, with no resistance, right? Because they believe that at some point they're going to be playing Pioneer on arena. And so everything they buy just goes into their pioneer collection. And in two years, it's all going to pay off. Right. But right now there's a, there's kind of like a, Ooh, wait a second. You know, maybe I only put as much money as I have to, to play this, you know, they can't justify more, you know, makes sense. My insightful talk, always love talking to you, John, and, and hopefully our listeners get an entertaining ride home or ride to work with our, uh, with our voices and, uh, anything you want to plug while, while I have you on? Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, 
I've been selling uh, singles, so I've been breaking down commander decks. And you could put a link in the uh, in the show notes to uh, I think it's uh, my Alchemist Refuge store that I've Sweet. been doing. So yeah, so you can put a link in there, or, or they can follow me on Twitter, uh, Medina underscore MTG, and uh, and I post my my link from time to time when I add new stuff. And uh, so that's got some cool commander foils. You can check that out. Um, and then my Twitter account, you know, that's pretty much where you find me most. Uh, you know, I've been so busy lately. I've not been creating any content and streaming or writing or anything like that, just because it's been, uh, there's been a lot of demands on my time. So hello. No, <laughs> so we're, we're, yeah, we should hello? be <laughs> Is out there. <laughs> we won't be expecting any streams anytime soon. I think. No, no, unless they put a, you know, a pioneer on arena, then Ooh, you know, okay. Okay. Then we're, then we're going to game, man. But, uh, but yeah, also, I just want to say one final thing sure. about uh, Pioneer, uh, just to wrap up. And I want to just remind people that cards that are good in modern uh, do not have a lot of room to grow because of Pioneer, right? Because you have to think about it. Uh, if things are good in modern, they're going to be very high already, you know? And so there might be a, a small, you know, little spike because of Pioneer. But keep that in mind because I feel like some people are just losing their mind about what cards to get and they're spending a lot of money. And I think people should just chill out for a second because uh, you're going to, you know, you're going to spend more money than you have to spend. All right. All right. Sounds All right. Great. Let's go. Parkour. <laughs> just got a text from my wife that she wants in, in the room. She has to go to sleep. So now, now. Okay. So good night, good night everyone. I love you, John. Bye. I love you too, man. Bye-bye.